is really exciting. I see lots of people here. I'm glad everybody made it. You guys are glad to be here? Good. All right, well, we're going to have a little uh, conversation about uh, gospel groups here soon, but maybe, uh, no, not maybe, why don't I pray first? (laughs) And we'll kind of get our hearts set before God here. Yeah, God in heaven, you are good. We declare it to you. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and paid the penalty for our sins so that we could spend eternity in heaven with you. God, we remember that the world lives for the moment, but we live for eternity. And that is a precious message you've entrusted with us, that that ministry of reconciliation. God, thank you for giving that to us. God, in so many ways, I'm not worthy, we're not worthy of being your ministers. God, I feel like, sometimes I feel like you could really accomplish your work a lot better if I wasn't involved in it. Because I feel like I just messed things up. But that's the plan you've set out for me, that's the plan you've set out for us, God, so we uh, just kind of commit ourselves to it tonight, Lord. I think uh, everybody who's here has a, an understanding of what the Great Commission is and what uh, you've called us to and that it's not something we're doing out of works righteousness. It's not something we're doing out of obligation. It's not something we're doing as a way to, to climb up that ladder to get to heaven because we can't ever get there. And we don't need to get there because you sent your son. You sent him to take our place and carry us up. So now it's in freedom that we, we walk forward. It's in freedom that we can go into the world and preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize them. I thank you for giving that to us, Lord. Um, and God, as a church, we, just, we, we, we come before you and recognize that we, we don't have everything. We don't know everything. Um, we don't have infinite resources, infinite ability, infinite people. We're just a, a bunch of broken Broken men and women, singles and couples and families uh, who just want to serve you humbly and we trust you're going to lead us. God, you tell us in scripture, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask for it, Lord. So we ask for it. God, as we embark on a new, uh, a new adventure, a new style of, uh, of group, a new style of ministry here, um, God, just help us in that, Lord. Uh, we lift up this time, Lord. Help me to just communicate what you would have for us, Lord. Maybe even some things I haven't thought of that you would like communicated tonight. I always trust you can do that. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I have a handout, but I didn't want to like hand it out yet because I just know how it goes, right? You just start reading it. and um, So I thought maybe we just go through a little background. I know some of you have been around for a long time and some of you have been around for a short time. And so maybe just a a little history, right? So Firehouse Church, we've been around for 11 years, right? More than 11 years. Is anybody here at the beginning? All right, three of us. Dave was there. Four of us, all right. Yeah, so, uh, and through that, we've always done a Sunday meeting, right? We've always done a Sunday meeting. When we started, we did a Sunday night meeting. Eventually, we did a Sunday morning meeting. Later, we added a Saturday night meeting. Now we do Sunday morning meetings, 
Um, and for a long time, we've really seen Sunday morning as like an event, right? It's an event that people will come to. Um, and sometimes it's been more effective than at other times. Uh, and something we've really noticed even in the past couple of years is that it's, it's an effective event to have because people are coming out of the neighborhood um, to visit us on Sunday morning. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, we find that that's a, a good thing. But that Sunday morning meeting is not what the Firehouse Church is. Right? Who, who could tell me what the Firehouse Church is made up of? Anyone? What? What? People. Which people? You guys. <laughs> right? And the other people who couldn't be here tonight, too. Right? And all the people who meet at the south side of town as well. Right? Now, so through that history, we've always said, okay, we have that event, and then we have, like, another meeting during the week. And that other meeting during the week is taken on a variety of forms, and it's kind of, it, it's generally been something of like, oh, it's going to be sort of discipleship, and so if you really want to catch the heart of our church, we're going to do Bible study, we're going to do other things. For a long time, it was the whole church met together when there was not that many of us at the beginning, and then eventually it sort of branched into smaller groups, and we had sort of small group Bible studies, and then at some point we kind of brought them back together into larger groups we called house churches, and it was more like a church meeting, and we did uh, worship and teaching and breaking bread and stuff in the week. And then we went back into small groups. And a lot of times those small groups sort of broke down by demographics, right? You had singles groups and you had couples groups and you had families groups. And a lot of times it was geographic and what kind of thing. And the idea was, okay, people are going to come on Sundays, right? People will come to this event that we're having and they're going to be, oh, this is a great thing. And they're going to go and, and join one of those groups, one of those midweek groups. And so... That was sort of the idea, and it hasn't really worked out exactly that way over the years, at least not particularly effectively. And kind of as we, Brad and I, and Rich, and we've been praying about it and talking about it, we really get the sense that um, God really wants each one of us to be a minister of the gospel, right? Do you guys agree with that? Like, do you see that in scripture? Like, we're not crazy? Okay. Right? We really see that. The Great Commission is a... It's something we do corporately, but it's really something we're all called to do individually. And so as we look around and we look at you guys, we go, wow, wow, you really have a heart to carry out the Great Commission. And some of you are already trying to do that. And so what we wanted to do is how do we maximize that versus, okay, you try to do that and do these kind of other things that we have going on. So how do we sort of get whatever kind of midweek get-together we have, how do we leverage that into the ways you're already have a heart or gifts or passions or abilities to kind of reach out to people or do things, right? So that's kind of where the idea for gospel groups has come from. And that's what we're aiming for. Now, the South location, they're not really there yet. And that's fine. They're also a smaller group. And I think they're going to maybe go into two small groups. But, you know, they're really kind of in that church planting phase of things going on there. So it's okay for them to be doing something different. But this is what we're going to aim to do here. So, um... Does anybody know what our church mission statement is? Our vision? Reach the world with Jesus starting here. Right? And so even that idea of reach the world with Jesus starting here, it's like I love to say, starting here has so many different kind of meanings. It means kind of right here, all together, and right on this corner. But it means like 
right here where you are. Right where you're at and sort of your sphere, your influence, your hobbies, your habits, your passions, your relationships, and in your heart also. So I'm going to pass this out. I guess everybody get one. Um, just take one and pass it around. I hope there's enough. Maybe if you're a couple. I printed 40, and I feel like we're close to that. So if you're a couple, maybe just take one. Enough. Is there enough? Oh, okay. So take two if you want them. If you don't like sharing with your spouse. If you have one. Yeah. Oh, and I need one too. I don't have it memorized. (laughs) I'll just get it at the back here. One of them will come back. I think everybody's got one, almost got one. All right. In some ways, I'm just going to kind of read through this because it's so good because I wrote it. No, it's good. So um, I want this to be a conversation. So I would love to have questions, comments, rotten tomatoes, you know, whatever it takes, right? Whatever you want to throw at us. So maybe we'll go all the way through it and then have sort of a discussion because you might have a question that gets answered later on. So we'll just start with it. Okay, so it kind of starts off, what's the big picture, the general purpose of gospel groups? Well, there's two purposes of why we're going to do this. Uh, The first one is to give, so TFC refers to the Firehouse Church, just a nice abbreviation, to give you disciples, us disciples of Jesus, an opportunity to be on a gospel mission by leveraging your talents your gifts, your passions, your associations to reach the world with Jesus, starting here, right? The second purpose is to draw believers at our church into a discipleship environment where, remember we've talked about this sort of, you know, Rich's sort of base path diagram, right? The lost become believers, the believers become disciples, the disciples become disciple makers, and then the disciple makers are making disciples, leading people around this path, right? Okay. So, it's pretty straightforward. Good purpose. All right. So, what is a gospel group? A group is, gospel group is a group of individuals that is led by a gospel group leader that meets together for the purpose of sharing Jesus' gospel with the lost within a specific people group and to build each individual into a stronger, more effective disciple of Jesus. So, the idea, like I said... Working within spheres of where you're already excited, or where you're already involved, where you're already doing something. I thought John Meyer said it well. He said, we are most effective in our witness when we are the least cross-cultural. Now, cross-cultural ministry is good. Sandra's about to go do a year of it, theoretically, right? Yeah, she's aiming to do that, and a lot of us have done that, and sometimes we'll do those things. But I think generally when we look at the long-term picture in our lives, we're going to be the most effective in the places where we're already rubbing shoulders with people, right? Okay, so those are the groups, and that's the purpose of the group. And you can see that's not some radical shift from things we've done in the past, right? Just kind of focuses it and makes it a little more um, more in line with sort of what we're doing with our... Our vision statement there. So, what does it take to form a gospel group? So now we're going to, we're kind of narrowing in a little bit. All right, so it takes four things. 
So we'll just sort of list those four things, and then we kind of go through those four things. So first, you've got to have at least one leader who's a member of our church with a heart to share the gospel and be connected to our church. You can see how those are two important things, being part of our church and wanting to be part of our church, right? Someone could be like, oh, I want to do one of these groups, but they have no desire to be part of our church, or, and they're not part of our church. Second thing is you've got to have a specific people group to target with the good news. And we'll talk about more what we mean by a specific people group in a minute. You need to have a clear gospel group plan. So there's not just going to be aimless sort of wandering off into things. You've got to have a clear plan to form a group. And then in addition to having a leader, you have to have one other individual or couple or family from our church to be on that group and on that mission as what we call an armor bearer. You guys remember Jonathan? You guys remember that story? We kind of had like a teaching about it. Jonathan had an armor bearer. And... Jonathan was like, let's go kill those Philistines. And the armor bearer was like, whatever you say to do, I'm going to do it with you, right? So it becomes this picture of like sort of serving alongside someone else on, a, on the mission, right? So that's what we're talking about. Talk about that more in a minute. Okay, so we said the first thing was a leader. So who qualifies as a gospel group leader? You're like, oh, qualifications? Well, you know, you have to have some kind of standard, right? And so these are some standards. And I, you've got to set the bar somewhere. We feel like this is a reasonable bar. It's not too high. It's not works-based. It's just realistic. So there's four practical qualifications. First, like we said, you're a member of the church. Now, some of you might be saying, what does it take to be a member of the church? Am I a member of the church? I've been going to church here for seven or eight years. Am I a member? You probably are. We do have a signed commitment form that if you've never signed it, we'd be glad to get one to you so you could sign it. I know a number of you have. Uh, you prove your membership by regularly attending our church and uh, by tithing. And we've talked about that before, so that should be straightforward. Uh, second qualification is that you are being coached by the pastors, at least one of us, if not all of us, and coached means discipled. Now, if you kind of feel like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's something we would have to talk about and be like, yeah, you are, let's have a plan for you to do that or, or whatever, that's fine. Um, Third qualification is that you're trained in practical gospel sharing techniques, such as the diagram, such as Tim and Amanda and all you guys who took the test, and Michelle who got a 99 on the test last week, and whatever, right? That would be one example, but that's not the only way. There are, we understand there's lots of different ways to share the gospel with people. We just want to make sure that, you know, you, you go and you actually share the gospel with people. You're not sharing something else, Right? Uh, we want you to be a regular participant in the monthly Inspire class. Now, again, this is not works righteousness. We don't necessarily take attendance. And, oh, you didn't come a specific week or whatever. But I think those of you who have been understand, like, there's sort of a heart to be there and a heart to be part of it. And it's challenging in our faith, but it's really good. And it was, man, this last meeting was incredible. So that's something if you're like, well, I haven't been, but I would, I'd like to do this and I'd like to go, you certainly can start going when we pick that back up in January. Um, it's typically the first Tuesday of the month for a couple hours on a Tuesday night. So, and then the fourth, fifth practical qualification is that you're committed to one-on-one -on -one discipleship of group armor bearers. So if you've got some armor bearers in your group, you're committed to meeting with them one-on-one -on, -one on some kind of regular basis. Or if it's a couple, it's two-on-two -two kind of thing. Right? And part of that is really to help Brad and I. Because Brad and I only have the bandwidth we've got. And what we would really like is to, we can meet with gospel group leaders 
And then those leaders are meeting with the people who are in their groups, right? As opposed to us trying to meet with everybody. And then we just would never get that done, right? So there's a practicality to that. So, and then we got three character qualifications if you want to be a leader. First, you've got to demonstrate submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Um, second, you've got to demonstrate a yielded heart towards our pastoral council. Uh, and third, you have to have a demonstrated commitment to the people of Firehouse Church. So... Those are all character qualifications. So, we talked about you need a leader. We're going to talk about what is a specific people group. What is that? That's the second thing you've got to have. Because you could just be like, uh, we're going to have this group for this thing, but it's not really targeting anybody, right? You're not really looking to reach a specific group of people. So, a people group is any particular group of people that shares a commonality which could be used as a bridge to sharing the good news. Examples of this, I thought of four, and there's probably a thousand people who live in a specific neighborhood, people who have a passion for outdoor recreation, people who have a need to make sound financial decisions, people who are married and raising young children, on and on and on, right? There's all kinds of ways. We're not talking about like, oh, I have to go reach the people who live in, you know, such and such place, right? Necessarily, that could be one thing, but that's not necessarily what that means. So... All right, so now we've defined what a leader is. We've defined what a people group is. Now we've got to say, what is a gospel group plan? You're like, oh man, that sounds like a research paper. <laughs> right? I've got to write a dissertation on this? No. It doesn't have to be, but we want to have something, right? There's got to be some clear understanding of what you're aiming for if you want a group. For example, Zach has written one, and it was just an email. And it was, it was very good, and I don't know, he might revise it to kind of put it in the format where he's like, here's my five things... Just the way Greg said, but he basically covered all of these things in his email. And that would be as simple as it could be. Or we could sit down and have a conversation, and you could say, I want to do this and this and this and this and this. And I go, oh, okay, great, that sounds, sounds good, you have a plan. right? Okay, so what are those five elements of a gospel group plan? First, you've got to have a clearly defined mission. So going back to the people group, what is the specific people group you're targeting? Second, what methods and strategies will you use to develop intentional relationships within that group? You've got to be intentional. You can't just be like, ah, I just kind of hope people are going to show up. There's got to be sort of an intentionality of you putting yourself in that world. For example, how are you going to adjust your life to that mission? We kind of talked about this a little bit on Sunday, thinking about, okay, so I want to reach this, this world. What are the seasons and patterns of that culture? Where do they exist? What's their location? What is their geography? What is their weekly schedule? Why match that up? We have, for a long time, said Wednesday night is the night for small group. That is no longer the, the case. Because we understand there are some people groups that that's not where it's going to work. It's going to work at some other time. So, that's you are freed from Wednesday nights. Second, how will you make it apparent to all that you are a group of believers so that gospel conversation transitions can occur naturally so that you're not blindsiding people at a later date? How are you going to set it up in your group so that anyone who comes to that understands, oh, there's somebody from the Firehouse Church or somebody who's a Christian here, and I understand that almost immediately, as opposed to like, yeah, we did this thing for six months, and all of a sudden I was like, Jesus, and just whacked them on the side of the head, right? So how are we making sure that we're doing that? And also because you say, oh, I'm going to get to that eventually, and a year or two years go by, and you've never gotten to it, and now it's just weird, right? You've really kind of made it weird. 
Okay, so in addition to a mission, you've got to have a schedule, a forecasted schedule. Not that we're going to necessarily put everything on the calendar and you've got to live by it, but what are you aiming for? What is your schedule? What events and programs are planned and when, generally or specifically? How frequently will you meet? Now, we typically want you to aim for weekly meetings because it's good to continue to meet together. But if you've got a good cause for less frequent meetings or seasons of less frequent and more frequent, that's great, right? We can, we can work with that. And then we want you within that schedule, how are you going to clearly present the gospel? How are you going to have salt and light be part of what you're doing? So I think that's pretty straightforward. The third thing you want to do is have an emphasis on prayer and discipleship. Which is something that I think we've always had as small groups. And we want to make sure that we continue that. Because discipleship is really a big part of that. If part of the path is also turning disciples into disciple makers. And believers into disciples. Then we've got to have some discipleship as part of that. And prayer is an important thing. And I think we just really, I know Brad and I for sure, just feeling like, wow. God really moves through prayer. And God is really moving here. And so we as a church have really got to make prayer part of something we're doing not just at a big level, but down all the way at sort of the individual life-to-life level. And so we want to make sure that there's something really focused and direct and scheduled as part of that. So, how will you regularly, intentionally incorporate prayer into the group? So you could do it each meeting. You could have separate prayer meetings. You could set something up where everyone in the group who's part of the church is going to have their alarm go off at noon and you're all going to pray for 15 minutes or whatever. Like, all kinds of ideas. We just want to make sure you have something that's very intentional there. The question you can answer is, how will you preach the gospel to yourself and to those disciples who join the group? How are you going to keep yourselves focused on the good news and how the good news applies to you right where you're at? And how am I living in this freedom? How am I walking this out? How am I obeying God and and understanding my place and the penalty he's paid for me, right? And then how will you emphasize sharing life together as disciples of Jesus? Again, that's been a strength of our small groups is sharing life together and we want to make sure that continues so we want to see something of what sort of your plan is for doing that. Uh, fourth thing, as we mentioned before, a connection to the Firehouse Church. So, which people, disciples or believers, maybe who aren't yet disciples, have committed to join you or do you intend to recruit? So if you're like, I have this heart to do this group and I don't have anyone yet, well, I want to recruit this person. And part of that is if we get several gospel group plans and everybody wants to recruit Tim and Amanda... Right? We want to be like, okay, before everybody goes and makes it hard on them to figure out, like, which of these five groups am I supposed to be part of, right? That's part of the reason there. Okay, another thing is what obstacles and pitfalls should be acknowledged and avoided? So, sometimes it's good to have a, an assessment of, okay, things could go bad or things could not go well, and what would those things be? What could those be? And then, what, how could the Firehouse Church have resources to help your group? And that's kind of where we're at. Like, we're really excited. This is our opportunity as a church to help. As opposed to the church saying, this is the thing we're doing and you kind of come do it. We're saying, okay, you have this heart to do this. How do we make that happen? We got this great building. How do we use it? You want to use it? Let us know. That would be great. Or... uh, What about people? Do you need people to come to an event? Do you need media? Do you need us to advertise things, put things on our website, put posters in the window like we've done for Celebrate Recovery and these kind of things? Or um, do you need money? We think we're going to have finances available to help some seed things where there's a real clear opportunity for the gospel. That's what we as a church want to do. We've done this Thrive campaign so we can do gospel and kingdom work. We want to be able to do that. So 
be thinking about those things. And that helps connect you with what we're doing as a church. And then the fifth thing is having a written covenant. And it's important to have a written covenant because then you kind of have something that you're like, yep, I signed on the dotted line and I, I've agreed to this. And part of that covenant would be how long do you envision meeting? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it 12 months? And so forth, so on. We want to make sure there's evaluation points along the way. So what would you see as evaluation points? And then what is your commitment to lead and serve? So you cover all of those things, and you've got a leader. You're like, okay, I want to lead this thing. I think God would have me lead this thing. I've got a specific people group in mind. Now I've got a plan, or I can come up with a plan and put all of these things in here and answer all these questions. Okay, now I need someone to help me. I need some armor bearers. Now some of you are probably sitting here going, I'm not sure I want to lead this, but man, I'd love to help somebody, or I really got a heart for those people. I'd love to just help them, whatever it is. So, you could be an armor bearer. So an armor bearer has sort of a bar to meet as well, if you're going to be considered one of those. Practically, you've got to be a member of our church, like we talked about. If you're going to be an armor bearer, now people not from our church can obviously be part of these groups, but they're not going to be an armor bearer who's with you. Uh, and you've got to be committed to regularly uh, being discipled one-on-one by the group leader. Again, like we talked about, kind of that, that structure so that everybody's... Um, everybody's in there. Um, and that's part of the deal. I think a, a practical consideration with that for group leaders is an armor bearer is going to be somebody who is like, hey, what's the plan? Or I'll help you form the plan and I'm going to sort of bend my life around it. And hey, that's a, you want to do Thursdays? All right, we're going to do Thursdays and we're going to do that. An armor bearer is not somebody who sort of shows up and imposes their, their schedule and their needs and their insecurities onto a group leader, right? Those people can be in the group, but the group leader should feel under no obligation to sort of direct the group according to somebody who's not really like, hey, I'm with you, you want to go take the Philistines, I'm going with you, right? It makes sense, okay. All right, then there's some character qualifications there. You got to demonstrate submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ. You got to be committed to that gospel group and its leadership. All right, so... That takes us through the four things it takes to form a gospel group. So how will these be approved and officially launched? Right? I'm sure it would be simple just be like, oh, I got these things, I'll do it, but we want to make sure we're connected and we want to be able to help and guide and, and point so that everybody gets a good launch out of this. So first you've got to get your gospel group plan and get it to one of us, Brad or I, and then we'll review it. Um, and then we'll give you feedback and have you revise it. Or maybe we won't because it'll be so awesome. And then sign your covenant and you can get started. And then part of that feedback is we'll um, talk about how we can sort of periodically review your groups and sit with you and coach you and, and help you and really be a resource as you go along to, to be successful. So, now, what are some likely gospel groups that will launch officially in January? Well... We picked out four here that are essentially kind of already going, and there may be just some I's to dot and some T's to cross, and go for it. Uh, one of them is a, I was calling it financial stability. That wasn't Zach's term, but Gretchen's term, but maybe that works. I don't know. But uh, really trying to reach people who have uh, financial needs, uh, need financial counseling through using things like FPU and so forth, right? So that would be one group. 
Uh, Celebrate Recovery is already going. John and Gretchen have been at that for, what, like a year now, right? And to really kind of see that sort of officially be, yep, that's your gospel group. And now we don't want you to do a small group and that. We want you to do that, right? And so kind of seeing that plan. So uh, Celebrate Recovery course is reaching people with practical help for hurts, habits, and hangups. So a third one, Tim and Julie Kavanaugh are doing a Bible study in Commons Park where they live. And it's kind of a Catholic Bible study. Now that doesn't mean they're learning to become Catholics. They're meeting with somebody who's Catholic and sort of talking through what does the Bible really say and how does that interact with your faith and so on and so forth. So um, I think they're also sort of open to just kind of the other sort of lost people who would come to that. And I know they're looking for anybody who might want to sort of join with them and kind of be armor bearers in that. So uh, that's another likely group. And then we've got Cafe Bebe. Which is uh, Sarah and Jess kind of are spearheading it. And I know my wife is helping with that some too. And it's really meeting moms to share life and practical parenting and the gospel. And those of you who don't know, they have had, they meet every other Friday, basically two Fridays a month. And have had lots of women coming out of the neighborhood who've never been to church before. I mean, I don't even, Brad, do you know what the total is of how many new women? Like a dozen or something? About four a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty incredible. So that's a group to be involved in as well. Now, we have had some other ideas for gospel groups that are maybe not quite as well formed yet as those. And that's fine because there's time between now and January or whenever these things get going. Here's some ideas. One of them is having a a gospel-centered worship group. And I've talked to a couple people about that. Um, Another idea we've had is... uh, to open this building as a workspace uh, for people to come and work during the week and get internet and be able to sit together. There's so many, I don't know if you guys have been to any of the coffee shops around this neighborhood, but they're packed with people sitting there typing with their earphones on. And they're, you know, looking over their shoulder because the barista's like, have they bought a drink in the last hour or not, right? And so there's kind of this movement of things, of, of places where people can get together and do their sort of independent work and yet have connection, fellowship, to use a Christian term, with other people. Um, and we got a great space for that. So it's been one idea, but if somebody really had a heart to do that and really like, yeah, this could really make a great gospel group. Sort of throw that out as an idea. Somebody else has suggested doing the Truth Project. How many of you know what the Truth Project is? Yes, yeah, you heard of that. It's a focus on the family, right? Sort of video series and discussion, very evangelistic. Um, and that's if someone was like, yeah, we could really do that. And there would be some people who I think could, could come to that. That could be an option. Uh, Brad's been running Mercy Ministry. And that entirely could, could take off as a small group or as a gospel group of you know, people who are just like, that is the thing that we are doing. And that's how we're reaching people and having fellowship with each other. So, And now that is, as I say, sort of the last note there. Not all ministries the church need to or should be gospel groups, right? Like, I don't necessarily think Ned's Sunday morning cafe team needs to be a gospel group necessarily. Now, maybe there's a good reason for it to be, or we see some, something effective to it, but it doesn't need to be. Or the cleanup team, the teams that come in and do cleanup on Sundays don't need to be gospel groups, or so on and so forth. All right. So, we just went through the whole handout. I'm sure there are questions Daryl was the hand up I saw first. Daryl. So when we have small groups on Wednesday nights, it's helpful because we can share 
Um, I would say it's probably pretty open because the leadership meetings are once a month on a Tuesday night. And so you basically as your group would be like, well, if we're going to regularly meet Tuesdays, we know that maybe that week we're meeting a different time or figuring something else out, right? So Inspire is going to continue to be Tuesday night. Uh, Thursday is part of bands. Like that's, that might be a night that you guys want to try to stay away from in your groups. I don't know. We just, we'll probably just have to sort of walk that out and see. See how that's affected, but not all groups have to be here. That's part of the issue. But we also have lots of space too, so we can always have multiple groups meeting at once, unless you need the same room. So, yes. Is there a limit at this moment of how many uh, gospel groups uh, we're going to start? Because I would think that you know, if we have too many, we might have to. Gospel pairs. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, well, at some point, if like everybody was like fired up and was like, this is what we're doing, and we took the whole room and split it into, you know, I, I guess we'd do that. If the Lord was leading that way, we'd be like, oh, great. Like, I guess Brad and I got a lot of coaching to do, <laughs> right? And we'd do that. Um, but I, I think the limit is really going to be on like, ah, what's God sort of leading us to do right now? And, um, we really hope that as these things go along, there'll be fruit that comes from them and people who will get saved and people who will become disciples and disciple makers and they'll grow and they'll go, okay, well, we've been sort of doing this group and there's effectiveness, but there's even some people here and maybe some people in this other one and we see like an opportunity to do something else too. And so that multiplication will be sort of less forced and a little more organic as the spirit leads. So does that answer your question? Sure. Okay, good. John, you had a question? Yes. Yeah, and I think you take something like Celebrate Recovery, um, the the material you guys are going through and sort of the practical efforts, same with FPU, right? Kind of think of those together. That is not the gospel group. The group is the people who are saying, I have a heart to really reach other people through using this. But you're still offering that group, and there's probably guys men and women who are going to come to that group who may not be part of the gospel, the Celebrate Recovery gospel group, but they're part of Celebrate Recovery. And so definitely would be, if you've got those people who are coming to that, as they say, well, that really meets a practical need in my life, but my heart really in terms of where God's got me in reaching the gospel is in this other group. They could certainly be coming to Celebrate Recovery and not really be in that group, armor-bearing or leading it. Obviously, you'd be leading it, but, but then they're over here sort of leading or whatever in that group. Does that make sense? And I think also, too, like, if you got the bandwidth and the heart to be like, I just want to armor bear for a bunch of people, <laughs> like, we could talk about that, and maybe there would be an opportunity for that, but we wouldn't want you to be shortchanging anybody in those things. Does that answer your question? Does that make sense for you guys, too? People could definitely come to FPU, but they wouldn't necessarily have to be part of the financial stability, or whatever you call it, gospel group. Other questions? Katie. 
It is. There's not something else. Now, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Well, we would sure love that, definitely, that everybody would be part of that. Um, but, I mean, I think we've, we've had small groups where not everybody who comes to church on Sunday morning is part of a small group. Not everybody who tithes has been part of a small group. So, yeah, we would love for everybody to be just like, yeah, I have the heart to do this. And whether I'm leading or I'm armor-bearing, that's great. Like, we would love for everybody who's really committed in, to what we're doing as a church to be part of it. Um, Sure, I, you could have multiple armor bearers, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say, like, if you were going to a small group and committed with that, I just think of this as, like, this is where you're connecting with the people of the service and relationship. This is where you right. have an opportunity to invite people. I'd think of this as, like, similar to that in your life. So, yeah. if you're doing that, I'd go to the first spot. Yep. Maybe I'd have a speaking in or armor bearer going to one, but they're all fine. Yeah, yep. And I would say, just to use Tim and Amanda as an example, I have no idea what you guys are thinking, but let's just say Tim and Amanda want to do something. They want to lead something and they've got a heart to do it. Well, I know Andrew and Nicole McIntosh love these guys and are just like, we just sold out. And these conversations I've had with Andrew, he's just like, oh, he's kind of more of an armor bearer guy, but he loves Tim and Amanda. Well, they might have a heart to reach a people, group of people that, that Andrew and Nicole are like, I don't care about that necessarily that's not like my heart but i love these guys and so they want to go reach chinese speaking people at alameda and federal we're with them you know right or whatever it is right so at some point the heart we really want you to catch is that sharing the gospel and doing it together and some points the like the who you're going after is as long as one person's kind of got that vision to do it that's great all right is that you think that's good brad is that a good explanation? Okay. Okay. Other questions? Well, there could need to be good recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if someone's being pulled in multiple directions. Yeah, so you got to bid for this. Yeah. 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 What was that? Yeah. Right. And and Yeah. Yeah. And and just like we've seen people come through the door on a Sunday morning looking for church, end up at Celebrate Recovery on Sunday night or end up at Financial Peace or you know at these other places, that's what we would still want to do. We would want to use Sunday morning as an opportunity to promote advertise however you want to say it gospel groups so that if somebody comes through the door and they're like well i live in commons park i'd like to go to a bible study on wednesday night and they go and show up at tim and julie's because they have the idea right so that's always there it's just there's now these sort of the options of of different things because someone could be like well i really have a heart for what they say outdoor recreation right if somebody started one of those groups or something have a heart to go there yeah yes Um, steph 
Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. My thought would be, as long as you're united as a couple, you could do a variety of things, but I think I would rather not see the husband does this and the wife does that and never shall the two meet. I'd rather, like, you both do this and one of you does this and the other one does this, right? I kind of, because I would rather, we rather want to, See people kind of having unity in that, but yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not going to Cafe Bebe, right? <laughs> Brad's not going. I was there, but I work here. I was there by proxy. <laughs> I'm like, coffee? I have coffee. Yeah, yeah. Brad's done that too, right? So, yeah, and that's sort of different. So, hopefully, and and some of this again, like. I hope this doesn't seem too scientific. Like, there's definitely, like, a lot of faith and a lot of art <laughs> that's going to go with this. We're going to have to feel our way out with some of those things. Like, that's my sort of off-the-cuff, but I never thought of that. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I think in general, you want to be together, but there are a few other things. Like, the mom's group is hitting the audience together and have time and, like, I can If you don't have an idea, but or you have an idea, but you're like, I don't really feel like I'm leading. Um, yeah, I would say a couple options. One would be talk to other people, or talk to if you're like maybe someone else would have that idea, or you could just like email me or us and be like, I kind of had this idea. Uh, I don't feel like I got the bandwidth, the time, the energy, whatever to lead. God's not calling me to lead it, but I could armor bear it, or it's a good idea. Here it is. Maybe I've heard from somebody else. I've gotten a gospel group plan from somebody who's that exact thing. And I can be like, let me introduce you to somebody over here, right? Or, you know, obviously the downside of that is, you know, brainstormed ideas are simply that, right? Ideas until they really take legs. So it's all entirely possible. I'd be like, well, that's a great idea. Or maybe that's a terrible idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's, that's an idea. And that's good. And maybe we could do that sometime. But we just... We don't, aren't there yet, but we can always, oh, that's an idea, and we'll put it in our back pocket. And then, for all we know, six months down the road, you have some great idea that just needs some other piece, and somebody has like, started coming to the church or started coming into another gospel group who absolutely fits into that thing. And there's someone else who can provide leadership. And So even if we know about that kind of thing, we go, well, we can't do that now, but man, maybe down the road, there's going to be something's going to come up. Then we know about it. So does that answer your question? Kind of? Okay. Josh. Josh is offering his services as an armor bearer. That's great. I love that heart right there. Yeah. Yeah, when is the draft? Yeah. 
No, that's good. I appreciate that. That's really good. I'm sure some of you are just like you just said what I wanted to say, and that's fine. Dave. Oh, go go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Dave. Um, one thing going back right to like the rock and stuff. Yeah. Always felt like a big part of small groups has always been uh, having our lives together. What's what's the first day? Sharing our lives together. Yeah. Having all things in common. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I think, what we really want this to, in some ways, it's, we want it to still have a lot of those same small group elements. Like, I really could foresee, like, there being a group that's like, well, we've got this sort of event kind of thing that happens monthly. And so then we're going to really kind of try to meet together just in someone's home or here at the building or something on the other weeks. And one, one week is going to be prayer and the other week we're going to do like a Bible study about this. And the other week we're going to do something else. So the idea is that it's not just like we're, we're spending 100% of our time thinking about how we're going to do this. But that's really, that's the, the aim of the group. But remember, there's a second aim there, which is discipleship. And so part of that discipleship is sharing your lives together. So we really want to see in these groups something in your plan of exactly what you're talking about, Dave, of how are we, how are we as a group setting up an environment where even if it's just one couple and another couple, you've got a leading couple and an armor bearer couple, and you're like, okay, how are we kind of life on life, sharing our life together, creating even just a community in that so that as we go and into this world, those people are not just seeing me and my faith or my, couple, my, my family and his faith, but both of us and this community that we're creating. That's what we're really aiming for. Is that... Does that make sense? Did I get it, Brad? I can, okay. And we could also see, like, even if you've had that relationship and you're like, oh, we're texting verses and we're close. And, well, that relationship might be enough to just be like, hey, what, are we, what should we do? <laughs> Let's do something together and which this group. Or maybe we're going to sort of all be armor bearers and want to go together. And hell, or maybe you got the idea and you can lead and we'll armor bear and just kind of go on. Like, we definitely don't want to be like, you're not friends with them anymore, <laughs> right? So... What are you guys thinking? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. Other. Yes. Yes. Beautiful lady in the back. Yeah. For example, with 
Yes. Yeah, so the question was, like, are, are we trying to really look, take, you take an evaluation of yourself and your, your marriage, your family, and say, what are we already doing? We already have a heart to do, and how do we live in that? And I think that's very much true. And what I think is really cool is, some of you guys know, like, as I've met with a number of you guys, even over the past six months, and I've said, so if you could do anything for the gospel, what would you do? And almost every single one of you within, like, five seconds is like... I want to like do this, <laughs> or if they're like, really, you almost as you've taken longer, just kind of like, can I really do that, <laughs> right? And so some people, it's very much going to be a like, I'm already doing this thing. How do I kind of do this thing and take it to the next level? Other people are like, I really have this passion to do this thing, and I kind of just have my my toes in the water, and I'd really like to leap into it, but. I'm, I'm constrained by this other stuff and you kept sort of wanting me and I was really faithfully going to small group on this thing but I really kind of want to be doing this thing. Right? Most people are probably not going to be like, hmm, well, I'm going to go home and check the internet and what would be a cool thing to try to reach people, <laughs> right? It would definitely be something you're already like, it's my interest, it's my passion, it's what I'm already kind of doing anyway. Is that, did I answer? It was a leading question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. All right. Other questions? I saw, I thought I saw other hand. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of the idea, and this has been my idea, kind of. Myers have also kind of had this idea independently. And so there's going to be, I think, probably a, a meeting of the minds. The, the idea I've had is that we do worship on Sunday morning, and we have people who come through the door who are either lost or maybe barely walk with God, I don't know. And they're like, okay, what do you have going on? And we really want to be leading people in worship in such a way that the worship is a presentation of the gospel. And what I've really seen is that's kind of one of those duplicates where we have all these people who are playing music and the people who are a deacon who's in charge of music, right, is also leading a small group that's totally separate. And so you have every week you guys come together and it's people coming from all these different small groups to meet together. And I think there can continue to be some element of that because if we just say every single person who plays an instrument has got to be on like a, a gospel group, I don't think that's necessarily the case. But my hope is that we have a core of people who could maybe do that and that would be their thing. And by them having that heart, then when the musicians, additional musicians show up, they can look to that heart of people to really get what is the heart of worship that we're aiming for here on Sunday and how are we really communicating the gospel and so that there's a real solid core to that. And then other ideas we've even talked about is like 
how do we sort of multiply that so that people who like play instruments could like really learn how to play worship and we have this really great couple who's been trained to to do worship by a really good worship leader and Jeremy is really good and has been leading it for a long time and David's really good too and so I don't know how all that would work together but one idea has been and we have something and we meet in the cafe and anyone who plays an instrument can come and it's kind of like the night of worship jam or something right and we here's kind of how we do these things this is how it goes this is what you're aiming for and a lot of ideas not totally formed there but that would be so if you were just like someone was like I, I do I have a heart for that and that would be great well we'll see about whether that could be a fit or not and I don't know maybe we won't even have that group Right? That was in the lower category, but that's been sort of one idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. And so it's like there's a gospel group at the heart of that ministry, but you don't have to be in that gospel group to be part of that ministry, right? Like Corey and Megan like did a great job on Sunday, right? They may not be in that gospel group, but they would we still want we need them. So you gotta be they gotta play, they gotta sing, right? We need them to do that, right? And so but it's them coming in to that, even though they're part of another gospel group potentially, right? They're part of another one. They can come into that and if they come into that and they go, ah, the leadership is really clear and it's, it's key and we still have re- rehearsal and rehearsal doesn't necessarily mean like gospel group, right? Have to figure out all those details. So, good. Other questions? This is great. Can you talk a little bit about the recruiting and outreach? So I kind of had a heart to do something similar like last semester was like, hey, you want to grab dinner? Yeah, I'd love to. Hey, you want to talk about the gospel? No way. <laughs> yeah. You mean in terms of like people you're like reaching? Yeah. Yeah, so part of that I think is there's like a creativity in it, but also, you know, like, okay, how do we, sometimes it's how do we meet a, a felt need? Like I think the mom's group, Cafe Bay Bay, is really that thing where they go, huh, there's this whole people group here of moms who are home with their kids and they have this felt need, like you go on this Highland Mommies thing and they're like, I'm looking for playmates for my kids, right? I need to have, they need some friends, right? And we're like, why don't we provide that right here and a chance for to bridge to them, right? Versus the, I mean, it is a lot harder to just sort of go up to somebody and be like, let's go out to dinner and let me talk to you about Jesus. So you're really trying to look at how do we do it together in a group of people so that they see like, oh, there's a community there and these people have something. How do we do it in such a way that we're sort of reaching into that circle that they're kind of already running in? I don't know. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Someone else? They had, the time has been a bit, the, the, they, they, they had dinner. They had dinner every week. This group yeah. had dinner every week. That was their their group. And yeah. what he did is he would ask questions that they, you know, that everyone needed to answer. And, and they started out somewhat innocuous, but it got more spiritual and yeah. and, and just 
people talking. These people had been meeting for years, I think, before yeah. the guy, the Will Crowley, right. whatever his name is, joined them. Mm-hmm. But he kind of Heibels. Bill Heibels, yeah. Heibels. But mm-hmm. that could be something, you know, like, hey, we're, we're going to meet for dinner on Friday night. Yeah. And we'll have, we have a question of the evening to talk right. about. Right. And the, that could be great. Yeah, that would, that's a great example of we're going to have this thing and we're going to reach. You've got to have a people group. You can't be just like, I'm going to have dinner in my home. You, you kind of got to have an idea of the people you're going to try to get to come into that. Because if you're just like, I'm just going to open my door and see who walks in. Not a lot of a plan to that. But if you're like, okay, and it's going to be just as simple as we're going to do this on Fridays or every other Friday. And on the alternate Fridays, just me and the people from church, we're going to pray for those people who come. And you're just like, we're just going to, we're going to have dinner. Ah, but you're not just going to have dinner because you're like, we're going to make this a start. How do we ask questions? How do we sort of, and maybe you're the group that you're reaching. You're like, these are people who are like, whoo, they're close to the gospel. Well, then we can talk through like, okay, what are some commonalities you can find between what Jesus teaches and what they believe? And how do you sort of start with that? as a bridge to those people and we can sort of work through that if it's a real tough nut to crack like I don't the moms I don't think it's a tough nut to crack <laughs> you're like I know what the felt need is right celebrate recovery I know what the felt need is financial peace you know what it is someone's might be a little more difficult to do and we'd love to just come along and, and help Yeah, I, that's great. I love that. That's a great idea. I could see like the wheels are turning. And I know with a lot of you, the wheels are starting to turn. Brad and I have been thinking about this for a while, <laughs> right? But it's funny, kind of like, okay, you guys get a chance now to think about it. I think that's one thing we didn't really talk about was like time frame. Obviously, we're like in December and yeah. probably tough to like get something going. But you could, you could give us a gospel group plan if you just are like fired up about it. You got an idea, you could like draft it up and send it to us tomorrow, right? And we'd be like, great, and we could sort of start walking that out, or it might take you a while to get to it, but at some point, like, the onus is on you, <laughs> right, to do it. If you, you take long, you're just going to go through, like, time of, like, we're not in a group, I'm not doing a group, I'm not being effective in a gospel ministry. And so the goal is to, you know, take time and pray about it and think about it and think through these things, but... We don't feel like we've set the bar so high that like, oh, this is a three-month process to figure this out. It's, we really think you could figure this out fairly quickly and, and get to it. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. We, we would be way happy to have people try things and it not, fit, not necessarily the work, work the way they wanted them to. And after three months or whatever, be like, yeah, we're going to do something different or we're going to join with other groups or whatever. We'd love that because they're like, wow, oh, you exercise faith. And you walked out in that and you trusted that and you're looking to have a gospel ministry and we trust God's going to bless that. And so the blessing may be just you grew and you tried and now you have something to take to somewhere else. So yeah, definitely don't, don't feel like, oh man, like, I, I don't know if this will work, but I, I don't want to try it because I don't think it'll work. I don't know if it'll work. It's not a slam dunk idea, right? We want you to, I really want you to step out in faith here. I think that's good. Katie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think we definitely would do that. Absolutely. It'd probably be after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that may be kind of a as we go, Katie thinking even organic because there might be like, oh, there's this group and this great idea, and they just need someone else to be part of it. And we're like, I I don't know who that would be. Well, then we might stand up on Sunday and be like, Hey, we're going to do this. These guys want to do this gospel group. It's awesome. They need someone to do it. Does anybody have a heart to do that? That might be our way to do it, or it might be an email, or it might be like us coming up to someone specifically and. Hey, would you do this? Or I think communication is just going to be kind of the key with that. But yeah, we definitely want to make sure that we're going to be like, all right, here's the things that are going. And I don't think it's going to be like, it's, this group starts on January 8th, and if you're not there January 8th, you can't join it, right? Like I think it's like people can kind of join up with it as they go down the road. But does that answer your question? How are you going to know? Yeah. Right. And that could be something like if you guys are like, oh, or anyone else is like, I'm, I want to be an armor bearer. Like maybe just even like sending us an email if that's where you're at or standing up and saying, I declare for the draft. <laughs> right. I'd say, that's what we want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. It's in this, yeah. Right. Then at least we know we go, ah, okay, there is a faithful, faith-filled person and we want to get you connected with the group. And then we can start having a dialogue about it specifically with who you are. So that goes for anybody, I would say, not just you guys. But... Yeah. 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 Because I've thought about that. I'm like, man, that's some long announcements if we get 10 groups. Yeah. Yep. We do the magnetic wall over there. Yeah. Yep. I think we're just the exit. Yeah. Behind the high chairs. Um, interestingly, like in Salt Lake at the, the Draper location, which is kind of their like suburban church, and they've got a building now, and they're going gangbusters. It's really cool. But the way Bill does small groups is kind of like this. 
And he goes, all right, you guys come up with your groups. You get to present these plans to me. You go two 15-week semesters, right? So you go fall, break at Christmas, 15 weeks, break for the summer. That's just kind of the routine they have in their community. And he's like, all right. And so at the beginning and the middle, there's going to be like a fair at church after service. And you get your table. He said, you just recruit people to come to this. Well, I don't know if we're quite there because they're just like, have these bajillion people coming in the doors every week and we're not quite there. We want you to be reaching kind of into those worlds. So it's a little different, but it's kind of that same idea of like, yeah, how do we have something? And I remember when I was there, we went to visit, it was like, they had this whole like info sheet. It was like a packet. They <laughs> had so many small groups at this at their church. But that's what we would want to do. Yeah, I think having a bulletin board or something up in the hall or the info table or whatever. We'll, we'll get something... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And some of that is even the resources, right? Like as we look at, at, at Thrive campaign money and how we want to use that for kingdom work, we definitely see like if making you a little business card kind of thing for your gospel group and ordering those and getting it made up nice and putting the church logo on and that kind of thing, if that helps, then we'd definitely be interested in trying to help with that if we can. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes that's even a like, love and respect video would help when we go, great, we have it. Right? And so instead of you like run out and buy it, you're like, oh, well, the church already had it. We could have just used it. Or the church was willing to buy it for the church's library and we just use it. So definitely keep us in the loop. Those things. Good. Other questions? We just like warn you out. All right. Good. All right. Well, I'm sure take these home. Pray about it. Think about it. Seek God. I think is great in store for us as a church. If you come up with other questions, you can always email me or Brad. My email is greg at denverfirehouse.com. So you see at the bottom, denverfirehouse.com, you just put greg at in front of that. Or my phone number is the 720 number. You can always call me. If you call 303-888-4015, you'll talk to Rich, and he'll be like, call Greg. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? Or? Yes, separate recruiting pitch from Brad. My pitch for that, I, we did that a, a few years back, and it was really neat. You go to the facility, and all the shoeboxes come. You guys know what Operation Christmas Child is, right? They do the shoeboxes, they send it to all over the world. These shoeboxes come in, and you like open these shoeboxes, and you like sort through all this stuff. And so you get some job of like, I got to check the box to make sure someone didn't put food in it, right? Or whatever it is, right? And it's kind of this neat, it's this huge warehouse. 
And it's just so cool because you realize, man, you see a lot of shoeboxes in your five hours. And you're like, wow, this stuff is like going all over. And I realize there's like sorting facilities all over the country that are doing this. And it's just a really neat thing to be, be part of. So if you could make it work, go do it. All right. With that, oh. I would still accept things if anybody has things. I'm not sure if I'm going to get anything. There's only four final grades. So if you Yeah, why don't we say Sunday is sort of the deadline just for your sake and yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing the grading. It's been good, yeah. I like looked at that grade book and I was like I'm just going to tell you the scores on the finals. <laughs> it's like, uh, wow, that looked like Greek to me. But yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't mess with the grades. Uh, I'll just let it go. Okay, all right, I will pray and we'll be done. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for meeting with us tonight. And um, God, it's an honor to, to uh, be uh, your messengers, bearers of your good news. We, we bear that good news in our lives each day because because uh, you've saved us and um, it's neat. It's just such a neat thing, God. We we look at these gospel groups, Lord. I pray that uh, you'd be working in our lives and and leading us into those places where you would have us step out in faith, whether that's leading a group or uh, armor bearing a group. Um, and just thinking about people groups and ways, Lord, we just trust you're going to get the ideas turning in people's minds and you're going to accomplish good, Lord. We pray that they would be fruitful, be fruitful in um, bringing the lost to salvation, believers into discipleship and disciples into disciple makers. Um, God, we want to reach the world um, with Jesus. We want to start right here in our own lives, in our own, our own worlds, our families, our communities, right here on this corner. God, we trust you are on the move in our midst. We thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.